0: Yo, yo, yo! Mic and checking, checking, checking mics, and the mic checking. And I'm looking at the Xbox app, and it's it's only downloading at 40 megabits per second. Even though I have a gig, and I fucking hate it. Just give me my my game super fast. <laughs> The yeah. world's worst rap about fucking <laughs> downloading video right. games. Slow ass internet. Your
1: Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. I'm Spencer. And i am mark that spell spark. Your spark of inspiration to explore Game Pass. Charging
0: sequence at 30%, 50%,
1: Chief, 70%, 90%. This is Spark Pass. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Spark Pass, your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month club. My name is Mark, and I am joined, as always, by my flarkin' scarf nuffer of a best
0: friend, Spencer. What's going on, buddy? Man, I missed half of that because you turned into a robot for a second. So it was like, I'm joined by Spencer. <laughs> I was like,
1: what? Well, it was a bunch of nonsense words from a fictional space game. So, like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I I turned into a machine for a moment, apparently. That's totally, you know what? This is why we record things separately. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we don't have like one recorded like Discord call or whatever, because you'll end up with those occasional moments where it just turned
0: into a robot. Yeah, it just completely breaks. It's like, all right, cool. Well, this is garbage.
1: (laughs) Great. Glad we're having a conversation like this. This is why we use Zencaster, everybody. This is not a paid advertisement, by the way um zincaster has been pretty great in letting us record the show anyway what's going on everybody welcome to your game pass game of the month club spencer how you
0: doing buddy i'm doing pretty good it's a it's a rainy gray dreary day here so uh i'm i'm a little sleepy and kind of just want to like curl up on the couch you know i 100
1: um, feel that we got work to do
0: so i can't do that
1: we absolutely got work to do. I am like battling my sinuses trying to murder me. Yeah, um, I thought you died before we started the podcast. Like right when the call started, like I, I I had this is gross. I'm telling you right now, folks, this is gross. And I've had this happen a couple of times to me recently. we like snot will just get caught on my gag reflex if I'm underhydrated, And that happened this morning right as Spencer joined the call. <laughs>
0: yep and he didn't mute himself to deal with it so all i heard was just like death happening on the other end and i was like okay great well how do i deal with this my co-host is dead i have to go record the show by myself now. (laughs) i I have to record it from each each perspective (laughs) right yeah yeah you just kind of like mimic my voice
1: yeah exactly (laughs) all right but thankfully i have lived through my ordeal Uh, and we've got some Game Pass stuff to talk about. So the game we're talking about this month is Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation, because I think this might be, and we had a little bit of, like, mixed feelings on some games, but I feel like this is going to be the first game, based on the conversations we've had, uh, I feel like this is going to be the first game we really, like, don't see eye to eye on, and I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation. But first... Uh, I would like to, for one, thank everybody for coming to our Twitch streams for the last month. We just started uh, streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash SparkPass, doing a a once-a-week-every-Sunday show. Um, And I've really been enjoying doing those. I know, Spencer, you've been on a couple of them. How how have you enjoyed our our SparkPass Twitch experience so far?
0: Uh, I've liked it, because I used to stream every Sunday. uh, And this has kind of been an opportunity to have some some like kick back and relax time while still getting to you know be part of the project if that makes sense. So right. it's been pretty cool and I I think we're we're having some good times over there for sure.
1: Yeah, and I've loved being able to check out more of the Game Pass library. Like I got myself mad addicted to For Honor this month. We'll talk about that later and I had such fun playing that on stream. But we've gotten to just check out a bunch of stuff from the uh from the Game Pass library in the past. You know, we've been covering a lot of the stuff that's just just been hitting Game Pass, right? Yeah. Um, but it's been cool to, like, go back a little bit. And we did also play Tunic as well on the stream. But it's been cool to go back to some of the other stuff that we haven't played in a while, or stuff we that came out, like, half a year ago and we just haven't gotten a touch. Um, but, yeah, so those have been fun. If you want to come hang out with us on Sunday... Uh, this Sunday. Uh, Spencer, you're on the wheel, and I don't think you've decided what you're playing this month, but we'll announce it on social media.
0: Yeah, I, I've been kind of looking at, at just Game Pass games that are out there, and I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. I am really, really leaning towards trying out, um, oh, what is it? The Good Life.
1: Oh, here. Yeah! Yeah, the sweary game. Yeah, we talked about that on the show a few months ago. I know you said you wanted to play that.
0: Yeah, I love Deadly Premonition, and to a slightly lesser extent, still made my way through Deadly Premonition 2 uh, with all of its just, like, frame rate problems, because it only came out on the Switch. Right. Um, But this is another game from the same creator that's slightly the same but slightly different it's not it doesn't look like it's like a survival horror game like uh like the deadly premonition franchise is but it still has just a a giant what in the actual hell is happening around me vibe right and I, I dig that i dig that a lot so i'm a i'm kind of leaning towards giving that one a go awesome well uh you can
1: check that out this sunday or uh, if you decide to play something else, you know, it'll be whatever that is. Uh, and every single Sunday on Twitch.tv slash Spark Bash, just wanted to get in a plug for that real quick. All right, let's get down to business to defeat the Game Pass library today. Uh, you ready for some Game
0: Pass news? Yo, hit me with that news.
1: All right, so I did want to mention briefly a couple of games that are already out on Game Pass. I missed one last month that I wanted to bring up real quick. Um... Came out right at the tail end of March, which is why we missed it. Weird West is out on Game Pass now. Uh, I've heard a lot of really good things about this game. It's reviewed quite well. So if you're unfamiliar with this game, it's a top-down RPG made by a new team that is formerly uh, developers from Arcane. Arcane being the developers of Dishonored uh, and Prey. Um, And this game looks really cool. It's reviewed quite well uh, since it's came out uh, at the tail end of last month. Um, And it's got a really cool, like, Western horror aesthetic. I feel like aesthetically, Spencer, this is a game right up your
0: alley. But I know you were kind of like wishy-washy on it. Have you gotten a chance to check any of this out yet? Uh, I haven't played any of it. Like, the the art style and the aesthetic of it is, like, a thousand percent what I would want. But I don't like top-down games that much, usually right that's fair something about it just doesn't grab me and i I just don't really get into them that much um i don't know i might might still give it a go like i mean it's on it's on game pass so like whatever doesn't matter right i do have a a thought though is this playable on on console yeah okay because i'm looking at it on my computer in the game pass app and it only says playable on pc That is weird. I don't
1: think that's the case. I could be wrong. Um, I'm like 99% sure that came out on console as well. You know what? We can
0: give it a Google. We,
1: we, we can, you know, we can solve these problems and I can edit a little bit of this out and that's totally fine. We can look.
0: Yeah. Release for windows on the
1: web, like just through Google. Yeah. Release for windows, PlayStation four and Xbox one.
0: Yo, Microsoft, uh, make your app not suck, please. That'd be so <laughs> quick. Because this, this launcher is hot trash.
1: Uh, it's been getting better, but it's still not great. Yeah. I will. I will give them credit that they are working on it and trying to improve it. I will give them partial credit for that. But yeah, so this game is on console as well. Um, this is one I've been meaning to check out. I'll probably get to it at some point, but I will, we'll talk about it in the games we've been playing stuff. I've had a lot of stuff going on this past month. Um, but there's more game pass games coming out already out this week. MLB, the show 22 and cricket 22. We're not going to talk about those all that much because they're sports games. Neither of us are super big sports games fans, but, uh, MLB, the show is great to have on the surface. And I'm sure somebody out there is going to play cricket 22.
0: Yeah, uh, I kind of want to check out the cricket game just to see if it (laughs) teaches me more about cricket. Because, like, I've watched it before just when it was on, like, I don't know, at the doctor's office or something. Like, I was just watching it in the background. And I was like, I have no idea what the hell's going on, but this looks very cool. (laughs) So it's like, maybe if I get, like, my hands on, I'll I'll understand it a little bit more. I don't know. Sure. Uh, I I remember having an experience
1: like that with a lacrosse game a long time ago that it, like, taught me about the sport. Yeah, yeah, and lacrosse is sick, dude. Yeah, lacrosse is pretty cool. I forget what game that was. It was an old Xbox 360 game. It might have been like an old Games with Gold a long-ass time ago. Um, um, but yeah, anyway. I
0: didn't know a lacrosse game existed until this I, moment, so. There's,
1: they were super indie. It was kind of jank, but it was fun. That's um tough. All right, but the two big releases for the first half of April, uh, because those are all games that you can play right now if you're listening. The two big releases for the first half of April, we do have the article, thank God. Um, I wanted to first talk about April 14th. There's a game called Lost in Random. So the reason I wanted to bring this up, this is part of the EA Originals program, and EA Originals being the program that brought us Unraveled 1 and 2 and a way out and noted Game of the Year candidate, It Takes Two. Um, And, you know, we make fun of It Takes Two a handful of times for winning game of the year. But, like, it's still a
0: good game. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't like that game very much. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I didn't. I certainly didn't enjoy it as much as A Way Out. But, like, I don't know. I thought it was a good game. Like, it wasn't garbage by any means. But, like, I don't know. I I just I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as A Way Out. And. I couldn't get into it, and, and, and I think it, it it snubbing out a lot of things that, you know, should have been Game of the Year was kind of also, like, put a bad taste in my mouth of just, like, get the fuck out of here with this game. Make this game sure. go away from me. Like, no. That's totally no. fair. Like, it, the people who worked on it, I'm sure, are wonderful, and I, I don't mean that to, like, knock them or, or their, their creative vision, but, like, no, that was not a Game of the Year candidate. <laughs> and I think they know it, too.
1: Sure. Uh, But anyway, um, this is the same program that's like EA reaching out to independent developers. Um, So I will say a a lot of the EA original games have been more hit than miss. Oh, 100%. Um, Yeah. So that's the reason I wanted to bring this up. Lost and Random actually looks kind of cool. It's an action game where the whole premise of the game, and I I looked into this this morning. Basically, um, whenever you turn, I think it's 13 or 14 years old. Uh, The course of the rest of your life is determined by this crazy lady who rolls a dice, (laughs) basically. And so it's this action game that sort of mixes in board game aesthetics. And there's a lot of like dice rolling uh, and stuff. And it's sort of moving you through a board. And if you land on certain spaces, you'll go into like an action game sequence. So it's sort of like a board game action game hybrid. It looks kind of interesting um that's coming out on april 14th on game pass this game came out september of last year and got 100% overlooked by the 800 million other games that came out um so this is certainly one that i missed and i kind of want to check it out
0: yeah that sounds really cool
1: yeah i think it's a really neat
0: idea that kind of just feels like how life is sometimes of just like (laughs) fuck i don't know random stuff happens
1: sure yeah um, so I do kind of want to check that out and then the last one and I think the biggest release for this month for Game Pass uh, and I know you're going to have a little bit of tilt on this one but I, I do think it's worth pointing out Life is Strange True Colors yet another Square Enix game that comes to Game Pass that's coming out to Game Pass on April 12th I am not buying Square Enix games on launch anymore like that is where I am at because every it feels like every month I go hey a Square Enix game that just came out a few months ago <laughs> is on Game Pass
0: now I just bought that game for more than I pay for my fucking Game Pass subscription. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's uh, sucks. It I'm just to the point where I'm I'm not buying Square Enix games on launch anymore.
0: Yeah, no, same. I'm I'm I, I feel like I'm just never going to buy one again and just hope that it ends up there because if I buy it, then it'll end up there anyway. Right. But on the game itself, Life is Strange True Colors, you played it. You played through most of it, right? I haven't finished it yet, but I did play through all but the last episode, I think, is all I have left. If you like Life is Strange games or you like those kind of games at all, even if it wasn't on Game Pass, go buy it and play it. That game is sick. I love it. Uh, If you are a Twitch streamer, however, unless your community is just, like, dying for this game, don't stream it play it without the stream safe mode that literally just makes all of the s- the points where this beautiful singing voice should be happening from our main character pure fucking silent. Woof. I'm sorry. I'm still really upset about that.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, they just didn't even bother. Holy
0: smokes. And and this is what gets me about it, man. So that game came out, right? It has a mode in it where you can link your game and a Square Enix account to your Twitch account, and your chat can make choices for you. Sure. Without you saying, chat, what choice should we make? And everyone spamming their answer and you trying to tally them up. It just automatically does it, and it chooses the choice based on what chat says. Mm -hmm. And when it came out, they had such a push to reach out with streamers and work with streamers to say, hey, this new game's out. It has great Twitch integration. You should play it. And 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 we'll give you a copy. We'll we'll give you add like money to to advertise it to some people, varying things like that. Any the 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 stream safe mode is just silence in different parts to avoid DMCA problems. The whole game's aesthetic is like indie rock, like. like hipstery, you know, like you, you definitely can feel like everything is played on an acoustic guitar. Like they show her playing acoustic guitars and things. How could you tell me that you could not get independent artists to give you music for that? Right. There's no way that indie artists wouldn't have loved to have their music in this game, even just in the stream safe mode. But yeah, that sucks. It's just pure silence. So I just chose to awkwardly stare at my camera the entire time while I was streaming it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that blows. And especially in comparison to another Square Enix game, the one we played this month, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I didn't use the streamer mode because I wasn't playing it on stream. But apparently the streamer mode is great. They replace all the music with this original soundtrack that they made of this fake rock band called Star Lord. And it's fucking awesome. So it's a super disappointment to hear that they just replaced the licensed music in that game with nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And like, sometimes like you would still hear like a sound, but it would be like a foot tapping to like, what would have been the beat or like, yeah. And like the, the first time that our main character picks up a guitar, it has like every single sound that a guitar makes when you pick it up, like the awkward like if you even just slightly like bump it it makes like a boo sound or like when right. you hit the strings it has like a string and it was just like you put so much work into th- to creating that audio and this audio design to then just go what if there was just no music at all and it, just, <laughs> it, it was so bad oh like but but the game itself is good <laughs> everything the game is fantastic just unless your community is dying for it, if you're a Twitch streamer or like you just don't care about DMCA and you delete the VOD later or whatever, just play this one on your own. It's not worth it. Like, I feel like I missed out on so many moments because of that. Right, right No, And that sucks. I totally get that. But,
1: um, I've heard great things about this game. So definitely glad that it's coming to the service. Um, but honestly, that's the big game for this month. I, I feel like, We've been bombarded basically since November with, like, a ton of awesome games for Game Pass. And this really feels like the first month I can go, okay, Life is Strange True Colors is cool, but I'm not a huge Life is Strange fan. I can take a fucking break, and I can play other stuff, and I'm very happy for that.
0: Yeah, and and that's kind of, like, the cool thing about Game Pass is, you know, some months we get, like these huge new titles then there's like five or six of them and it's just like there's not enough time in the day I don't have enough hours to play all these games and then we get months like this where it's like eh, you know if you got a few minutes check out this game or hey there's one game that I really want to play easy I can plan I can schedule for that versus all of these other games so um, I totally agree with that man I, I I'm super down with some months being Lighter than others, you know. Not not every month is going to be jam packed, giant banger of games, you know. Right, exactly.
1: And I mean, it's entirely possible that the second half of April, like some gigantic thing, hits Game Pass. It's entirely possible. Oh, yeah. but but as of right now, we have. Unless you're a big baseball fan, unless you're a big sports fan, which there's a lot of folks out there, MLB the Show 21 did extremely well on Game Pass. So those folks are out there, and for those folks, they'll have a very busy month. But for folks like me, not super into baseball, I tried MLB The Show 21, and I liked it. It's a good game, but I'm not particularly interested in playing the sequel.
0: Um, I'm not big on baseball, but from what I've heard um, from people who are either big baseball fans or just like sports games, MLB The Show seems to be like almost like top tier sports game right now. You know? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty... well regarded with fans there's not usually a lot of people complaining about it where i feel like i see a lot of uh a lot of people complain about fifa and madden and stuff every year comparatively so yeah yeah, i think it's cool um that 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 has made its way to game pass especially because isn't that wasn't that a sony first party title for a long time yeah and
1: mlb was basically like uh, hey, check this out. We want to be on all the platforms, and if you don't give us all the platforms, Sony, we're we're leaving. We're going somewhere else. And Sony was like, uh, fuck, okay, go negotiate with whoever you want to negotiate with. And then MLB went to last year Xbox, and this year Nintendo, because the game is on the Switch as well this year, uh, and went, hey, we want to be on your platforms too. And the other two platform holders were like, great, no problem, bring it on in. <laughs> uh, So Sony kind of lost their one of their bargaining chips with that because MLB wanted to be on all the platforms.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's it's kind of hard to blame them. You know, it's it baseball isn't a, a small niche thing that, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of. So it's 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 hard to say like, man, we can't be on these other consoles
1: if you think about it in video game land baseball and and honestly in society baseball has sort of been falling a little bit like used to be the number one sport in the united states and now it's probably like number three behind football and basketball so i understand them wanting to appeal to a wider base of younger folks Mm -hmm. especially because baseball does have this i've got a bunch of friends at work that are big baseball fans baseball has this very big undercurrent of like Old man yells at cloud, we must keep up the traditions of this old- hundreds of year old sport, right? Yeah. Um, it has this issue. So appealing to that younger generation with a really great video game that has been locked to one platform for like half a decade or more. Um, getting that to a wider audience is great. And Game Pass is the widest audience you can hit, honestly. So very glad that it's on the service, but um, and I love baseball video games. Baseball video games are my favorite sports games. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to go two buck wild on the show this year. Um, I did try it out last year and enjoyed it, though. So if you are into sports games, that is definitely one to check out.
0: Bring back backyard baseball.
1: Bring back backyard baseball. We talked about this. I think either last month or last year, whenever, whenever MLB the show, whenever we talked about MLB the show, last we talked about this. And it,
0: yes, bring back backyard baseball immediately. I'll say it every time we talk about baseball. Bring back backyard baseball.
1: <laughs> backyard baseball was the, the hell fucking out of that game.
0: jam. Hell
1: yeah! All right, I wanted to talk about one last bit of news. Uh, this is not strictly Game Pass news, but I watched it this morning, and I'm losing my mind about it. Uh, Unreal had an event about Unreal Engine 5. Basically, the result of that is Unreal Engine 5 is now available to everyone. Uh, And if game developers want to develop on Unreal Engine 5, they can now. Um, But a lot of folks have already been working on stuff. The Coalition put out a tech demo, the Coalition being the developer of Gears. Um, Oh my fucking God, this technical demo is beautiful. I don't know if you've seen this. I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch this. You need to. Uh, They did make it abundantly clear that like... This is not the next game. This is not the game we're working on. This is just a test. Um, they did make that abundantly clear. But, man, I'm so excited to see what the Coalition does outside of Gears. Because, I I, I mean, obviously last year I really fell in love with Gears of War. Um, but I think the Coalition is this immensely talented team that nobody talks about. Like it feels yeah. like they've been they've been pigeonholed as the Gears of War Studio. And the fact that they're working on a new IP that's their own and they own it and it doesn't have this 10-year associated history with like Epic and stuff. I'm very excited to see what they do. And if this is the first indication of what it is, it it, 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 it launches very highly in my most anticipated games.
0: So uh I just pulled it up to to mm-hmm. watch it while we were talking here. Holy shit i know (laughs) i feel like i say this every time i see a new preview like this like it it, at some point i feel like it's not gonna blow me away anymore and then it still does like the close-up on that dude's face his face looks more real than my face does i think like oh my god dude yeah this is amazing
1: on a technical level it is absolutely fucking ridiculous the like volumetric fog that comes up yeah. Like towards the very end. Holy shit. I am so good. I am extremely excited about whatever the coalition does yet. I, in fact, I did uh, on the Spark Pass Daily News on TikTok and Instagram. I stopped everything today and I was like, listen, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> Go watch this stop listening to the sound of my voice. Check this out. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited to see. And they announced, Microsoft announced like eight of their studios are working with Unreal Engine 5 for their next project, including Rare, which I think is quite interesting because we hadn't, I don't think we had heard, I mean, obviously they're working on Everwild, right? So to me, that says Everwild's in Unreal Engine 5. I don't think we had had that confirmed. So that's really interesting. That is extremely interesting to me. Um, So I'm really curious to see what other Microsoft Studios end up doing with Unreal 5, because Unreal 5 does look very cool. Uh, But if you wanted, if you asked me my most anticipated, it is definitely seeing what the Coalition does outside of the bounds of Gears, because I love Gears, but... I-, I want the coalition to have something that's their own. And I feel like they're the secret weapon, man. Like everybody's talking about, oh, Microsoft needs a third-party action adventure game that like Sony nails, these like movie aesthetic games. I feel like the coalition is that studio and they just haven't had a chance to show it yet.
0: Yeah. I I I can definitely see that. I'm excited to see what else they do. Like I agree with you. I love Gears. Um the franchise is cool. I like pretty much everything about it, but at some point, I also want to see, like, what else can this studio do? You know what I mean? So I'm excited.
1: Yes, 100%. I give me I, I Give me give me everything you got, Coalition. I'm very excited about it. Uh, and, I mean, also, give me Gear 6 at some point because we do got
0: to wrap that story up. But, like, you yeah, know. like I still want Gears, but just also, like, other stuff.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to work on this and then go work on Gear 6, that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I can wait on Gear 6 for a little while. Um, there's
0: a whole ass unreal engine five keynote
1: yes this keynote. that's what i'm talking about it's like a whole 30 minute thing and it's like a bunch of developers talking about unreal five
0: man i know nothing about making things in these engines but you better believe i'm gonna watch that and pretend i know what the hell's going on <laughs> right exactly i feel like so many gamers are like that like everybody's talking about their
1: teraflops and their 185 fps and all this shit none of us know how to make any of this shit work <laughs> like, yeah. But seeing that behind the scenes stuff is cool.
0: But you know, I also feel like there, are, you know, especially like the you and me, we could put our heads together and figure out how to use Unreal Engine a little bit because it, there's also a lot of stuff to do with like, uh, like creating video in it and and, and 3D rendering and stuff. We could totally right. figure that part out. I I could never put together a video game in it. Because I'd be like, okay, well, why the hell does this happen when this happens? But if I just need something pretty to move around, I can do that. Sure. I can yeah, fumble I'm sure... my way through that.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, we can fumble our way through anyway. I mean, we've been fumbling our way through a podcast for about a year now.
0: <laughs> so... Yeah, much. I've been fumbling so... my way through life for 29 years.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been fumbling for 30 now, dude. Jesus. Okay. I don't want to have a crisis in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> um so I'm gonna move on <laughs> go check out that Unreal Engine 5 demo it is spectacular I mean watch the whole keynote if you want but if you only watch one thing watch the coalition's tech demo because it's oh my god it's incredible
0: yeah and if you just search that on if you just search Unreal Engine 5 on YouTube it's like the fourth or fifth thing down uh look closely though watch the Xbox one not the one from IGN because the one from IGN is only 1080p we ain't watching 1080p in 2022. Unreal Engine 5, you're watching 4K, okay? Click yeah. the 4K one.
1: Get the 4K one. It, that's the one on Xbox's channel, get the 4K one. Uh, yeah. And I don't necessarily blame IGN and GameSpot because I did have the same issue today where everything was 1080p. They got it straight from the stream, you know. Um, Which the streams are always only at 1080p because streaming at 4K is hard. Alright, so let's talk about this month's game, this is your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. And this game, this month's game, is Guardians of the Galaxy. So this came out in 2021, was published by Square Enix, and developed by Idos Montreal. Um, now... Coming in, I remember last month, both of us talking about, we were very excited to play this because we both heard very good things about it. And talking off 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 mic uh, over the past month or so, I think we both ended up having very different experiences with this game. So that's where I want to start. How deep did you get into the game? Where did you end up? Because I, I I I finished it. I ran through this game. But it I, sounds like you sort of bounced off of it a little.
0: I made it to ch- to the end of chapter 8. I finished chapter 8.
1: Okay. Uh, so you got you got about because I finished it. You got about a little over halfway through the game.
0: Yes. From what I could tell just from like, you know, looking up how many chapters there were, I was like, I'm about halfway. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. I don't know what it was. Like just I don't know if it was just I was I was pulled in too many other directions this month and this was like kind of the thing that was just like nope that's the one thing that my brain is pushing away or if it was just it's just a game that i couldn't get into but i just didn't care about this game that much um i was thinking about it last night and and while i was playing it yesterday just trying to to you know make it through some more of it for 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 the the podcast to talk about it I think part of the problem for me was the story took a little too long to get anywhere for me to care about it.
1: I totally get what you mean with that.
0: It took way too long to pick up to something interesting outside of like, we have to go get money to pay off a fine. Oh, the ship's not here right. And I was like, how am I on chapter six and not a goddamn thing has happened yet? Um, yeah,
1: I totally I totally get what you mean.
0: I also this this is probably gonna be a, a slightly unpopular thing. I fucking hated the combat in this game. I hated it.
1: That is really interesting because I
0: have zero interest in controlling five other characters
1: i I totally get what you mean. I thought the combat was a bit clunky but interesting.
0: I I got, I got to a point last night playing it where it, it was in Chapter 8. I'm trying to kind of avoid spoilers because this game hasn't been out that long. Uh, but I feel like if you listen to a podcast about it, like, you probably played it. Um, but you're on the um, – you're, like, in the, the religious cult ship, whatever it is. Yeah, the, the, the Grand Arbiter ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, you're trying to get from basically one end of the ship to the other to call the Milano to get out. Uh, and I got to a point where, like, I rounded a corner and enemies came around the corner to fight me, and I audibly sighed. I went, "Ugh, I don't want to do this. I did not want to fight anymore in that game. I just, I, I have never liked the those things of like control your squad. I'm like, no, I'm busy doing my own thing. The squad can—that's what they're there for. Like, and I'm constantly like." Pressing seven buttons to, like, get them to do one attack. I was just like, "Ah, I just don't like this. This is not for me.
1: I totally understand where you're coming from with that. I mostly, you know, to be completely honest, in the combat, and I guess that's, you know, a great place to start. um, So just to explain, if you haven't played this game... um, Basically, you only play a Star-Lord, you only play a Star-Lord, and the other four members of the Guardians are basically on... It, it's, the, it's either the D-pad or the analog stick. I forget which one it is, because I played this a few weeks ago.
0: It's uh, left bumper, then you press a face button, so X, that's Y, B, right. A, and then you have to choose X, Y, B, A again to choose which attack they do. So right. it's like and, three sub-menus.
1: Yeah, and time slows down when you do this, so yeah. it's not like... It's not like instantaneously you have to do it really fast. Um, But what I found in doing the combat and what made the combat manageable for me is like, I mostly just mentally in my head decided that all of these folks had one attack. Like Groot's job was to bind things and keep them in place. Uh, Drax and Gamora's job was damage and Rocket's job was area clear. And I did not fuck with, pretty much anybody else's abilities. (laughs) Like like I had to, in my brain, condense them down to, okay, I have two damage dealers, an area control and an area control, and that's it. And I did all the rest of the, the combat basically myself. And doing that, compartmentalizing it down a little bit, helped a lot and made the combat manageable for me. I didn't think it was that bad, but I also only focused on the things that I thought were effective for each party member and basically ignored the rest.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense, but I guess also like, I don't know. Why do we have all of this here if that's like the best way to play the game? You know what I mean? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. No, I
1: totally get that. I will say that is the one thing about this game that, that stood out to me from a gameplay perspective. I think the exploration stuff is fine, and like finding all of the like extra costumes and finding the upgrade bits to upgrade Star-Lord stuff, I think all of that is fine. Um, I definitely had the thought as I was playing through it, this combat will not be for everybody, and I kind of figured that might have been what you bounced off of was the combat. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling that might have been what it what it was. Um, this combat system is definitely not for everybody. I think it's clunky in ways that that I don't really like. I think mm-hmm. that you could have solved some of these problems by doing a little bit more automation of the team. Like I think if you just oh, yeah. had a, a sub menu of like a lot of squad based games do this. Of, like, a menu setting that's, like, do you want your squad to use their powers automatically or set them manually? Yes. I think giving you the option of that would have been good.
0: That was the only thing that got me through Mass Effect. Yeah. Because I I don't... I, a lot of times, I get, in, like, pulled into doing the combat. Like, I'm fighting. I don't have time to tell you how to fight. Like, that's what... Like, you're a, a super soldier an assassin, a giant tree that does murder things. Like, why do I need to tell you what to do? Yeah. You should Just do it. Like, that's what you do, man. So like, for me, that's like it, taking that much time to do that versus just controlling the character that I am is just bleh. Yeah.
1: And I will say, I think it works a lot better in the exploration parts than it does in the combat parts.
0: Yes. Like when you're telling them uh, like, hey, Gamora, go cut this thing or Drax, punch this thing um, or group, make me a bridge. Like, yes, that works very well. I'm good with that because that can sometimes be part of the puzzle is, you know, which character would work best here, especially when you first come across different different uh things in your way you know what I mean like the first time I came across the the pipes that they have to cut I was like well should Drax punch through these or should Gamora cut them like okay well let's try this and see what it does but after that it was you know kind of just choose who you need to but it works well there and I can understand that part of it of like hey you know Peter Quill is the leader and he tells Groot hey I need a bridge here man can you make me a bridge and he's like I am Groot and then you have a bridge great But when I'm in the middle of combat and it's like, okay, well, all of these people who have special powers or special, like, weapons are just kind of smacking all the enemies or punching them. They need to be reminded that they can throw grenades? Like, Groot needs to be reminded he can grab them with his tree branch arms? No, no, come on. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's fair. I totally get that. I I, I 100%... I feel
1: your frustration. I totally get that. I think that is the big thing I had to fight through to really enjoy the game. I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Um, I will say in the back half of the game, um, as the team gains more trust in you, um, they do start to do some things automatically, and that's mostly in the environmental exploration stuff. Uh, But they don't do it in the combat stuff, and I wish they would do it for both.
0: Yeah, like I would rather have it in the the combat than the the uh, like collecting and exploring stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that's something that if this game does get a sequel, that's something they could potentially explore. Uh, and honestly, I do hope this game gets a sequel because we've had our issues with the combat, and I definitely agree that the combat is a little clunky. Um, but the story of this game slow to get going. But once it gets going, dude, like, honestly, Chapter 8 is where it really kicks off. Uh, And everything from Chapter 8 to the end, for me, I I feel bad that you didn't get a chance to experience that and couldn't, like, grind through the combat. Because the story and the writing is fucking awesome. I was stunned by how good the writing in this game was.
0: That was the thing to me is, like, I got to Chapter 8 and I was like, okay, I've played this long and, like, the story is just now picking up. And God, I just hate the combat. Do I care enough to finish it at this point? Especially cause like, this was, this was yesterday and we were recording a podcast today. So I was like, do I really want to like stay up late and like push myself through this when I'm, I'm actively not enjoying playing through the game. I was just like, I don't think I'm going to, and I, I don't know. I might go back and finish the story like casually now that I'm not as much of a time crunch of it, you know? Right. Um, cause it, it did start to get interesting. I was like, Oh, like okay, so this cult is happening and, and and Nikki is here and all this weird stuff's going on. And I was like, okay, well, what happens next? And then I thought about it. I was like, why the fuck didn't I want to know this six hours ago? Like, yeah, chapter two should have been where that happened. Like, we go, we have to pay this fine. We go get the money. And then immediately we come back and they're like, bam, let's go. Shit's happening. But no, it was like, all right, well, here's four more chapters of we got to go here. We got to talk to this talking dog we got to go here and we got to you know steal the money and blah 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 I was like I just, I do not care like this yeah and here's so the thing boring. it was like a TV show that I have to sit through four seasons before it gets good I'm not watching that TV show I get it the back half of the game really
1: ties all that stuff together really well it becomes worth it I I, I promise you that like the back half of the game and a lot of the decisions you make in the early game come back up in the back half of the game, so I, I think the the writing in this game really rewards your decision making. There are some instances of like your decisions don't fully matter, but I feel like most of the decisions you make in the front half of the game have ramifications in the back half of the game, and that pays off that little bit of a slow grind. Right. Um, and I, I it to me, by the time I got to the end, I felt like. All that stuff in the early game of meeting Cosmo, which, by the way, I love meeting Cosmo. He's a precious boy, and I love him. Um, And the stuff with Lady Hellbender in the front half got paid off in the back half very well, I thought. Um, So I know that the combat's not the best, um, but I thought the writing was so good that it elevated the game to almost an absurd degree for me of like, "This, this fucking game made me cry on like three separate occasions. I was like moved by the story. Um, this is really, and I don't want to get too heavy into spoilers here because you haven't finished it. Uh, and I'm sure there's some people listening to this that haven't. Um, this is a story about grief and loss. Um, And I, my family's been going through that loss that that level of loss recently I, I talked a little bit about it last month that i had to go to a funeral and there's been a bunch of family stuff going on um and this game really nails how people react and bond through their grief um and, and it's really about people coming together and people lashing out because they're hurt you know hurt people hurt people right um And this game, I think, really does. For a dumb superhero game, I was not prepared <laughs> for this, like, really compelling, interesting look at how people that are hurting in their lives, both the Guardians, Nikki, the, the Grand Arbiter, Raker, um, uh, all these characters have undergone some sort of loss and how that loss affects and changes them is it's really true to life and it's really compelling. And I, I love how they wrote this shit. Um, and, and I, I just, I fell in love with the story. It is definitely a slow burn. The first half feels not relevant for a lot of it. Um, what I would recommend if anybody's going to play this game, um, is grind through that first eight hours. If you have a day, Just set aside a day and just get through that. And then the second half, like, punches you in the fucking chest multiple times. I really love the writing in the back half.
0: When have I made it to any of those points yet?
1: So you are just about to hit one. There is a sequence with Drax. Um, okay, I have to go into some spoilers here. Uh, but in chapter eight, so you see that, that Nikki is the matriarch. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nikki is primarily the matriarch because she watched her mom die and wants to bring her back, right? Like, the whole idea of the promise is no one will ever be dead anymore. We can bring everybody back to life, yeah. right? That's like the whole premise of the promise. There is a sequence with Drax where Drax gives into the promise and we have to go into his mind to stop him from turning on us. And it is gut wrenching because it's, it's about him losing his family. Yeah. His family getting killed by, by Thanos.
0: Is it possible to not do that? No, you have to do it. Okay. I, cause I had a, a moment where like with Drax where he wasn't, I think he like wasn't getting on an elevator or something. And I had two different, Topics that I could talk about, and the one that I I chose, he was just like, "Okay, let's go," and just like we left. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't know if that was like a. No, it's a plan. It's a planned sequence. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, it's a planned sequence. It's something you have to do in the game. Okay. Um, and it is gut wrenching. Like it's basically you have to convince Drax to let his family go. Oof. And it is rough. It hurts.
0: That That sounds rough.
1: Yeah, it it is gut wrenching. There's another one that actually really got me. And this is this is one that you would have seen. Uh, And again, this is another spoiler. Uh, Peter's version of the promise is that he gets his mom back. Mm -hmm. The sequence where you have to shoot your mom.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one. I was I I started that and I was like, you really gonna make me do this?
1: Right, exactly. You have to like mash buttons to pull away from her. um, And you then have to shoot her, by the way. This is a really cool thing. Uh, I didn't do this, but I watched the YouTube video of it after. You can just let her hug you to death, and it's an alternate ending. It's a credit roll.
0: Yeah, the it it did that the first time, and it was like, accept the promise or like fight back or whatever the other option was. And I, I sat there for a minute, and I was like, should I just let this go and see what happens? Right. Right. It is an alternate ending and it and it's uh
1: horrendously sad <laughs> <laughs> honestly um but both versions of it are like oh fuck Jesus he has to shoot his own mom Jesus Christ and I mean yeah. like obviously it's a fake version of her, of his mom but still
0: but still like in your in your mind that's still difficult you know what I mean especially right. like the way that he's seeing it it's not like he's he's thinking about it or or anything it's like a very very vivid dream
1: right. Right, exactly. It's, like, very real. Um, but that's the thing. So, like, this game has a lot of commentary on, like, grief and loss, and and strangely enough how... And, and this might be, I don't know, this might be too spicy for the podcast, I don't know. How religion can sort of, like, blind you to some of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I wouldn't say this game is explicitly anti-religious or anything. Um, I wouldn't say that, but... It does have some interesting things to say about, you know, that process of grief and how, you know, religious fervor can almost like cover that grief and you're still hurting. You haven't resolved the problem. You've just covered it with something and yeah. you can cover grief with all sorts of things. Right. It doesn't have to just be religion. Um, But it's it's really it's a really interesting game that has a lot of interesting things to say, which I did not expect from a fucking superhero game. So it really caught me off guard,
0: especially Guardians of the Galaxy of all of them to have like this serious thing, you know, because like usually you think of Guardians and it's kind of goofier and a little more upbeat and like they're joking around the whole time. And Peter's kind of like a. Uh, a goofy happy-go-lucky guy you know and and then it's just kind of like well hey this is very serious <laughs> it's like oh right okay here we go
1: no i wasn't i wasn't ready for it at all and i think that's why it it caught me as much as it did because i was unprepared for it
0: yeah which um, is probably intentional <laughs> right
1: right exactly is probably the point they were trying to make which is very cool um but i definitely think if you're struggling through the first half of this game uh either push through or worst case scenario watch a youtube video because i think this writing i'm gonna say something bold here i think it is some of the best video game writing i have ever played and that is a heavy thing to say i know yeah um but this this game won narrative awards for a reason. The narrative is incredible. The gameplay is so so, but the narrative is really, I think, why you need to play this game.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, I, I can I can see that.
1: Um, I did want to talk about one other narrative thing before we go because uh, we recently launched the Spark Pass section of the Discord, and I actually had a really interesting conversation with our friend Gone in the Discord
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, about. Star Lord and Rocket's relationship in the early game. Uh, He almost compared it to like having an abusive partner. Um, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was really interesting. Their their relationship in the comics and the movies is sort of like, honestly, it's not that far off from the relationship you and I have, where we just, we're sort of bros that shit talk each other, but we love each other, you know?
0: Yeah, like, and I feel like that's kind of a normal thing is like, you know, we're we're friends, we care about each other, but it's kind of like, you know, Every now and then I'm I'm gonna get a jab in or like, you know, kind of give you a hard time about something. But then at the end of the day, it's like no, we 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 genuinely care about each other.
1: Right. That's sort of their relationship in the comics and the movies and stuff, but gone and, and I sort of get where he was coming from. Uh felt like Rocket went a bit too far with the jabs in the early game. It was a bit too aggressive at at Peter. Mm-hmm um to the point where it almost felt like abusive and i do think in the back half of the game and it seemed like gone agreed with this um uh, though i don't i don't want to speak for him of course but um it seems like in the back half that does get better but it is definitely something difficult that you have to push through because rocket is just outright mean to peter in a couple of sequences
0: oh yeah and like i think for me like when they were we're we're looking for um Nikki on the ship. Um, and he's just kind of like, yeah, she's probably dead. And I'm like, who the fuck says that? Right. Like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. Like, it, like I could see it being legitimately like, you know, we've exhausted all options and it's like, Peter, it's time to move on. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't think they're still here, but he's just like, yeah, your girlfriend's probably dead, bro. And I'm like, wow, rocket. Yeah. Not cool, dude. Yeah.
1: Too far. I, too far a bit too much yeah so maybe if you're if you're a fan of guardians that might be a bit off-putting i get the narrative they're trying to drive of like the team is like maybe a couple years old and peter's still trying to like hold it together Mm -hmm. you know i get the idea they're trying to drive home of like there needs to be some conflict within the team and they basically they chose peter and rocket to be that primary conflict within the team
0: right you know I almost kind of like that, though, because I feel like looking back at the movies, the conflict is usually with someone else. Right.
1: It's like, usually it like,
0: like, a, like a Drax or Gamora thing.
1: Right. Yeah. Usually it's like Drax isn't sure about certain people because he's not very trusting or Gamora is super not trusting because of the whole Thanos is her dad thing. Yeah. Uh, it's usually those two that have the trust issues. And it's usually like Peter, Rocket and Groot are usually a bit more intact. Right. Yeah. So challenging that portion of the team, I do think was a cool, was a cool narrative choice. But if you are a fan of, of guardians in other media, it might throw you for a loop.
0: Yeah. I, um, yeah, I agree. I, I can see where that would be, especially if you're like a huge fan of guardians and like, I can see where that would be off putting to be like, no, that's not how they're supposed to be. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe this is just me. But anytime I see a pre-established franchise in a new media, uh, you know, this is something I've been thinking about lately with the Halo TV series. I just have to turn my brain off and pretend the other shit doesn't exist. And this is its own thing. You have to like accept what it is. And, 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 you know, and I do this for books that get turned into movies all the time or like TV shows or whatever. Um, You just have to like accept that it's a different medium and it's going to be different. You don't have to like the thing but it needs to be able to do its own thing you know
0: for sure and and that can be hard i think whenever you're you know a huge fan of something it's yes. hard to just be like well nothing else of this franchise that i love exists because this new version of it's out and i feel like it depending on the situations it can be not a big deal or it can be a more difficult to get over. Like I, I'm not huge on guardians. Like I don't have a problem with guardians. Like I love the movies. I think they're cool. Um, but I've also like never read the comic books or got that deep into it. You know? So for me, this, this wasn't, this didn't bother me that much. It was just kind of like, I mean, in a, in a guardians aspect, it bothered me because it was fucking terrible relationship. (laughs) Right. it didn't bother me of like, oh, well, they chose Rocket and, and, and Peter to be at each other's throats constantly. Well, that's not how it works in the comic books. Like, but that to me is like almost such a small thing in the grand scheme of it that like, who cares? Sure, you know what I, I mean. I get like, that. And and I feel like from what I could see, I haven't finished the game, but from what I could see, they kind of started to to work that out. Yes, so you know, they, they start to talk more and they and they, they apologize or. You know, kind of say, hey, look, man, maybe we don't get along right now, but we have in the past and we we probably will in the future. But we we just got to get through this right now. okay? like, yeah, hold it together and then we'll talk.
1: There is a sequence like not too far after where you got. And I won't spoil the whole thing where Star Lord finally like pulls rank and is like, listen, dude, like we have to do this. And basically, Rocket's like oh my God, I'm so glad you finally took control of the situation. <laughs> like that seems to be the conflict is like crazy shit is happening. Rocket wants somebody he can trust in the lead. And the only person he really trusts is himself. Right. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the problem. And when Star-Lord finally just goes, all right, no, fuck you. We're doing this. Rocket's like, oh, thank God. Finally.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: that seems to be like the beginning. And, and, Basically they they go through a sequence in the back half where every member except Groot really because we can't understand what Groot is saying, every other member of the Guardians has like a trauma that they have to resolve. And we once we resolve Rocket's he becomes a lot more like all right, I'm with the team, I'm good to go, all that. So it does get resolved as the game goes on, but in the first half it, I definitely agree with Gon that that relationship is rough. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to talk about one last thing. Um, Guardians is really known for its music. Uh, If you look at the film versions of Guardians of the Galaxy, they do an amazing job of using licensed music from the 80s, mostly, um, to really uh, drive home certain sequences. Mm -hmm. This game does awesome work with licensed music. This is another game that I don't recommend streaming <laughs> because, <laughs> like, it, even though it it fixes the, you know, we talked about Life is Strange earlier, uh, it fixes that problem by creating its own soundtrack of this fictional band, Star-Lord. Um, play with the licensed music. Just do it. It's so fucking great. Um, yeah, there's, there's a whole mechanic uh, in the combat called Huddle Up where once you fill up a meter, you hit the huddle up buttons. uh, And basically you bring in the team and you have to give them a motivational speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you get it right, you know, uh, they get like supercharged or whatever. There's like two options for what the motivational speech is. You have to listen to what the team is saying and respond to what they're saying, basically. Yeah. Um, And if you get it right, um, Star-Lord turns on his cassette tape and... Some rad fucking song from the '80s starts playing that like fits the situation, mm-hmm. uh, and they have curated these these tracks Mwah! perfectly. It is a kick-ass soundtrack. It's one of the best licensed soundtracks for a game that I've seen in a long time. Um, there is a sequence at the end of the game that uses the final countdown by Europe, and it may oh, be the nice. best. It may be the best use of the final countdown that I have ever seen in media. It is so good. I, like, I was jumping out of my seat at the end. And this is, like, right near the end of the game. Um, it, it uses Final Countdown in a way that is just fucking perfect. And I absolutely... If you're gonna watch nothing else from this game, watch that sequence. It is such a moment of triumph. The music in this game fucking rules.
0: Yeah, the music is is so good. And, like, all of the... Um the references to like movies that aren't all necessarily like specifically a real movie, you know, but it sounds like it is is in comic books and just all of the like feel of the eighties is so good. Like, yeah, they nailed it. And the, those huddle up scenes actually might be one of my favorite parts of the combat. Yes. Like, I think that's really cool. And it, it, you know, it, it, brings in that we are a team as the guardians you get that super cool moment of here's some 80s jams that just slap and everyone gets like their powers boosted for a little while you can you can use them faster and stuff like that and that's really cool yeah Um, it's
1: very very good Uh, that is that is definitely one of the parts of the combat that's like big thumbs up keep that
0: yes i love that part part's fantastic um, yes. Just don't make me press fifteen buttons to control a character that uh, isn't me. <laughs> Other sure. than that, keep it. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, I... those those huddle ups are so cool. Like the first one, I didn't know what was really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I pressed the buttons and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, what's this?" And then I had to make like a decision, and I made the wrong decision, and they were all like, "Fucking thanks, dude. Like you suck. I guess I'll go <laughs> back and punch this guy in the face." <laughs>
1: So I never got one of those wrong. Does it still give you the music and stuff if you get it wrong? No. Oh, it, it oh, okay. it's like a total
0: flop. It was just okay. like, yeah, like if you get it wrong, it 100% is like you got it wrong with the team. Like, it was like I gave them a pizza party instead of a raise. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "I like thanks, I guess. Food is nice, but like, you know, I could buy food if I had money. <laughs>
1: that's awesome i never got one of those wrong i never went back and looked to see what one of those being wrong was that's hilarious yeah, that's so the, good
0: it was the very first one and like it, it was 100 percent like the boss who has no control over their employees it, they were just kind of like <laughs> bro shut up like, uh, that's Why are you fuck- even here? I can do this without you kind of thing.
1: Right. That's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go back and get one wrong on purpose. There is a <laughs> chapter select, by the way. So I can just like pick a random chapter and just go get one wrong on purpose and check it real quick.
0: Yeah, it was the very first one. And like, I don't know if I just wasn't really paying enough attention. Sure. Or, like, I just didn't like read the vibe of what was happening with what they were saying. Because you can really you can tell what you should pick based on what they're saying.
1: Right. Like, and are, it does kind of lead some like you to it. Yeah. They lead you a bit and they do float some keywords behind the team. I don't know if you noticed that.
0: Yes. Yeah. I saw those.
1: Yeah. 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 They sort of float some of the keywords of what they're saying behind them to sort of give you a further idea of what you're supposed to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's hilarious. That's so funny. I'm gonna have to go check that out. Cause there are definitely some moments in the in like the actual narrative of the game where Peter's like trying to motivate the team and he just beeps it.
0: Yeah, it's a hundred percent that, but like them right in your face telling you that you just completely <laughs> screwed up.
1: That's that's awesome. I'm gonna have to go check that out. Um, yeah, so overall as we sort of wind this thing down, um I definitely get the sense that I, I enjoyed this way more than you did, but I I can totally see why you had frustrations and problems with it, and I agree that those things are issues. Like, for me, this the gameplay was like a 6, the writing was like a 10, and it sort of came in the middle to like an 8 for me. I think is sort of where I ended up landing on the game.
0: Yeah, I, I think... I haven't finished it, so I can't 100% say... But, I I mean, I would say I I have it like around a 6 or a 7 right now. Like, just Sure. I just didn't like the combat, but everything else was pretty good, you know? Like, the story was a little slower than I would have wanted. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I probably could have got over the story being really slow if I loved the combat. Right. If the combat was fun, I probably could have been like, okay, well, I don't really care that the story hasn't picked up that much yet. Because I've heard that it does. Um, and I, at least I'm having fun, you know, beating up bad guys and uh, that part was cool. But after that, I was like, Bleh. like, I don't like the combat. I am not interested in the story yet. Uh, and I'm like six hours in having a really hard time pushing it here.
1: I uh,
0: okay. totally Let's understand that. Going for one more chapter and then nothing would happen. I was like, come on, man. So, I know it happens. But when does it happen? So, I, I, I'm I'm probably gonna go back and finish it because I did finally get to the point where the story was. It had like an interesting moment of something's happening beyond you know we're seen a, a, as as petty criminals and we have to pay this fine. Um. Oh, something happened to this ship, and it looks like they're missing. Oh, what could have happened? Like, did they get raided? What happened? And then you find out what happened. And it's like, cool. Now everything matters now. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. And that really happens around like chapter seven, like around where you got to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was like the in the middle to end of chapter eight when I was like, okay, there's something big happening here versus, you know. I owe money. I got to get right. How do I get and mine? I
1: and I will say the the money thing does come up like right around the time, like right around the where you got the money thing does matter at the end of the game. So don't disregard it.
0: Oh, yeah. But, I, I I mean, it was just like this isn't an interesting story to me, you know, sure. of like the Guardians of the Galaxy owe a fine because they were illegally hauling things like. Oh, okay, cool, I guess, whatever. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> it's a
1: good way to get the thing going, but I agree with you that it takes too long.
0: Yeah, like, it, like it, that could have been done in, like, half the time, probably.
1: Sure, yeah. All right, Spence, where are we coming down on this? I mean, obviously, I think I've made it pretty clear from me talking about this that I'm big thumbs up on this game. Where are you coming down on it?
0: I think you should give it a shot. Um, go in with the thought of you might not enjoy the combat, and the story eventually picks up. Um, You just kind of got to get there. You know, it it is a little bit of a slog. um, You know, maybe hop in discord with a buddy to talk about it while you're playing. If that'll help you keep going um, or something like that. But I, I think it's worth playing. It just, it didn't pull me in until it was almost too late. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not at the point of it's entirely just like a sunk cost thing of like, Oh, I spent this much time. I might as well finish it. It was more of a, okay, this could have happened like three hours ago and I would have been really into it. Right? No, I totally, I I
1: totally understand that.
0: Definitely give it a go. Um, whether you like guardians or not, it's pretty cool. Um, the, the combat is, is, is a big frustration point for me. And I think if you don't like controlling squads, it will be for you too. Um, but if if there could be a way to add it in or in the next game have it where, you know, you, you kind of get the Mass Effect option of they automatically use their powers versus you have to control them 100%, um, this game would have been knocked out of the park way, way better for me.
1: Okay. No, I think that's totally legitimate. I think those are legit criticisms, but, like, for me, at the end of the day, like, I think this game is worth playing for its writing. Uh honestly, if you're one of those folks that like watches full playthroughs on YouTube, do that. Like, yeah, if you think you won't enjoy the combat of this game, this game is still worth experiencing for the writing. Um, I, I think that's the big hook for me. They do an awesome job of talking about grief and loss and the way that we deal with them uh and i think that's worth experiencing because it's it's a video game that on the surface looks like it should have nothing to say but it actually has a lot to say and i think it's really fascinating and really cool um i i think it's a game worth checking out as well i would highly recommend you give it a go it's probably i don't think it passed death's door for me but it's probably my second favorite game pass game i've played so far this year so uh, really into it
0: yeah um, high up there
1: yeah really really enjoyed it um go check it out if you get a chance uh all right man so what else have you been playing
0: um you know honestly i haven't been playing a a, a whole lot um outside of some of like the usual stuff that i play it's been kind of a a busy month for me with with (laughs) work and just life stuff right um so you know i've been playing gta online on the weekends like usual um been been getting back into Dead by Daylight as well. Um a little bit heavier than I ever have in the past. Well, not in the past, but in the, you know, past few months. Right. Um they you know they they've started making a lot of changes and new things are coming out for it and you know just as patches come out or like new new DLCs come out my my brain gets like, "Oh, I should play this again." Um so I've been getting back into that and then I've been playing some Beat Saber still
1: yeah you got a vr headset recently yeah
0: yeah i did i don't know if we talked about that or not i don't know if we did either i don't remember if i got that before the last episode or not but either way i got a vr headset recently um and like the main game that i've been playing is beat saber uh and it's been it's a fun game that i can definitely see being a fun party game but it has kind of been like my 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 uh like my fitness stuff of like, I'm trying to be active again, especially like now that the weather's starting to get a little bit nicer. Sometimes right now it's not, but you know, we're, we're finally getting to that point of like spring and summertime. And it's like, I'm going to be outside and moving around and doing stuff again. It's like, I should probably, you know, be physically active in some way. And I was like, you know, this, this game is like kind of like dancing. You know, like you move a lot and there's a lot of movement to it. So it it's been fun, but it's also been, Nice to have it as a way to, you know, get off my lazy butt and get moving and have a a, a fun reason to do it. You know, like I I don't like going for runs. I don't like going to the gym like I just I I have to have something that keeps me engaged and entertained to work out as bad as that sounds. Right. Um, But Beat Saber has been a pretty, pretty cool way to do that.
1: Cool. Right. on.
0: Um, I think the only other game that I've been playing is the one that I've been I've been streaming outside of Dead by Daylight is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh yeah, that just came out. How is that? Bro, this game slaps. This game slaps so hard that it it will knock your teeth out. Um I wasn't sure what to expect going into it, but dude, it's so good and I I haven't even I don't even feel like I've scratched the surface yet. Yeah. Like there is so much in this game for it to be such a short game. Like the the story is pretty short overall, but there's a lot of side stuff you can do with like collecting spirits and and collecting a lot of things in in uh, like Japanese folklore and stuff like that. And the it's, it feels like a first person shooter, but since all of your attacks are done with like hand movements, it feels refreshing. Gotcha. Not just walking around with a big old shotgun or a big old assault rifle and just like shooting everything. It's like, I have different powers that you can control sort of like you could in Bioshock, but they are, they are your main attack. And then your secondary attack is just, like, punch, essentially. Gotcha. Um, But if you like horror stuff without being, like, scared, like you like creepy stuff, um, 100% I recommend checking this game out. It's made by the same people that made The Evil Within. And from what I understand, people are kind of like, this is going to be the next like, cult hit from that studio. It's not gonna get huge recognition like Resident Evil or Silent Hill, um, where, like, anyone who plays video games has heard of those, probably, you know? It is gonna be more like a deadly premonition, a game of the people who like it, fucking love it, and are, are so in. They're so into it. And the people who don't know what it is won't hear about it unless their buddy is super into it Like I am and I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> Right exactly
1: um, yeah so this is A game that is on my radar because This is a Bethesda game so this is gonna come to Game Pass eventually it's a PS5 Exclusive right now because of the
0: prior agreement I think um, a year yeah it's PS5 And Steam right now yeah,
1: For a year uh, so this will Eventually come to Game Pass I'm, I'm good with waiting till then Like I'm very similar to where I'm at with Deathloop of like I'll wait till it comes To Game Pass for sure but I am very excited to give it a go because I, the evil within is a bit too much for me, but I like, I like wacky over the top horror versus like actually scary horror. Um, and the evil within is a bit much for me, but Ghostwire Tokyo, where you're like a fucking space ninja wizard man and murdering shit. That sounds a bit more up my alley. Cause I have a bit more control there. Yes. You know,
0: I think uh, this is a, you just described it perfectly.
1: You, you are in control
0: of your own fate. Yes. And I I think it's, it's also so far anyway, for the most part, it's been a lot less like jump scary than a lot of scary games are nowadays, especially. And it's been a lot less like just outright, ridiculously grotesque. Um, like there are a lot of ghosts that I've seen. Like there is especially one set of ghosts that has like just like this huge mouth that takes up basically their whole face, and mm. it, it's it's pretty gross to look at. It's kind of creepy, but it hasn't been like you know limbs are getting sawed off and and blood and guts everywhere because that you know it's kind of what we saw with a lot of the evil within. From what yeah. I've seen, I haven't played those games. They're on they're on my list, but I haven't played them yet. Um. So I think this is kind of that good balance of, you know, you don't love being grossed out or you don't love being super scared, but you're not opposed to like ghosts and stuff. I think this is a good game for people like that. Right
1: on. Sick. I'm I'm very much looking forward to trying it out down the line.
0: Yeah, and this was I toyed back and forth. I was like, "Man, should I just wait for it to come to Game Pass?" And then I was like, "No, I I can't wait on this. I'm too I'm too interested in what this game is and now that I started playing it, 100% glad I didn't wait. Um, if it had come to Game Pass and came out on Xbox at the same time like with a physical edition and I started playing it on Game Pass, I probably would have went and bought it. That's how much I like it.
1: Sweet. It's awesome. Sick,
0: dude. 100% worth the money I paid.
1: I'm I'm super glad to, to hear that you're
0: enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it that I can talk about. Um, I played the Evil Dead game beta. And I, I could say that because everyone knows that it existed, but it was under an NDA, so I can't talk about it outside of that. Right. Um, but yeah. I played that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, cool. For a few Very hours cool. on the weekend. But I, I think that's it, man. Like I I've just haven't have been playing a lot this month, unfortunately. I've been pretty deep in the same few things instead of a bunch of different stuff.
1: No, I think that's totally reasonable. I think that's a pretty beefy list. Like That's beefier than you've had some months, honestly, dude. So...
0: Yeah, like that's
1: that's I've, pretty substantial. I think
0: I've I've recently decided to niche down to like horror content on my stream, um, and even outside of that, I don't know why. I guess it's because we're at that like halfway point to Halloween. Like it's it, it it's the six months till Halloween thing. Of I'm just like all I want to ingest is horror content.
1: You just got you got the itch. Only, Sometimes you get the itch.
0: Horror like. I've been trying to spend a little bit of time in the mornings every other morning um, when I'm not like doing my Beat Saber workouts, reading, like just giving myself like an hour to like put on some like atmospheric music and, and read something instead of stare at a screen because I do that for like 15 hours a day. Right. Uh, and I've been I've been reading uh, these these Lovecraft mangas that someone made. It's It's like all the different Lovecraft stories. They made them into mangas. Cool. So, like, just everything that I'm ingesting, I'm just like, I just want the creepy stuff.
1: <laughs> right. No, Back that's down. totally fine. Fu- like, sometimes you get the itch for a thing that you need, and then, and then, you know, you gotta fill your soul with that shit.
0: Yeah, and that's what's uh, that's what's been happening to me right now. But yeah, that's, that's about it. I, I've, uh, I've been looking at other stuff to play, like, as it's coming out or, like, in the future, but that's just all that's really been pulling me in lately. Gotcha. Right on. Yeah. What about you, man? What, what what else have you been playing? I know you've had a lot of stuff on your plate.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to like, because I got done with this month's game early, like I got done with Guardians pretty quick. This has been my catch up month of like other stuff that I've been meaning to play or wanting to play of like just getting stuff off of my plate. Yeah. Right. right. So the first thing I do want to talk about real quick is I fucking fixed my PC. I can play PC games again.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm so <sighs> proud of you.
1: Hell yeah. So as it turns out, the problem was the uh, thermal paste on my graphics card was fucked. Um, and we fixed that because I'm a big brave boy and I I don't have a warranty anymore. <laughs> um, and I didn't have to... I You know, if I broke it, I broke it. Whatever, fuck. It couldn't be more broken than it was. Um, so I got my PC fixed. So I finally, like... I felt like I, like, unlocked 200 games, right? (laughs) Like, all these games from my Steam library that I just couldn't play, right? Because my PC would melt and explode.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I can play again. So I caught up on a couple of games from Steam. uh, And I I just want to list those off really quick. Warhammer Chaosbane was a game that I got a long time ago. I really like the Warhammer world. So this is the... There's, like, three different versions of Warhammer, right? There's 40K, there's the Old World, and there's Age of Sigmar, which is sort of, like... a a sequel to the old world right Mm -hmm. uh this one is set in the old world uh warhammer chaos bane it's fine it's okay it was a little bit disappointing to be honest with you it is straight up an unabashed unashamed diablo clone like it is not trying to be anything but that um basically you go through a very similar story with five different characters and it's diablo um, so if you like Diablo games, it's, it's a cool diversion. You can get through one character story in like eight hours. So like, I'm not saying don't play it, but if you're like neck deep in like path to Exi- path of exile or Diablo three still, or whatever, there's no real reason to like drag you off of this to play that. Right. Sure. It doesn't have that like continuous nature that those games have. Um, but if you want a break and you like that style of game for eight hours, it's like fine um y'all motherfuckers finally got me to play dead by daylight yeah we did finally got it to happen uh i have been enjoying killer 800 million times more than i enjoy playing survivor Yo, Sam, um,
0: 100% would rather play killer all day
1: yeah i i pretty much only ever want to play killer uh i've been playing oh shoot what's his name chainsaw Hammerman. i love him he's great the hillbilly hillbilly yeah i've been pretty much exclusively playing hillbilly and you bought me the nemesis pack for my birthday thank you Mm -hmm. um i I haven't gotten to i haven't gotten to play him yet but i am very much looking forward to playing his nemesis because that's uh he has a history in marvel versus capcom fighting games and i do love him from that so i'm very excited to play him in a new way um a bunch of other pc games man like i just like Started randomly installing PC games that I knew I could I haven't been able to play for like a year, and for like several years, and I just like started randomly installing stuff and going, trying things out for 15 minutes at a time, bunch of stuff that's like, I only played it for like half an hour, so I don't even really like want to give full thoughts on it, right? Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I have also been catching up on other stuff on Xbox and on Nintendo Switch. I finished Death's Door, which was our game last month.
0: Oh, nice. What did you think of it?
1: Uh, it is my favorite game i've played on game pass this year and it is up there in my 2021 game of the year list it's extremely good
0: okay damn that's that's high praise
1: i really loved it the ending boss fights are incredible um the exploration gets even deeper and even better um it's really cool like i really enjoyed it i, I you know we gave it high praise last month um i want to give it even higher praise now it is. Kick-ass. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I started Tunic on our stream.
0: Yeah. Have you finished and, that yet?
1: I haven't. I was holding off because I thought that it might be our, our show for next month, but we decided to go with something else. Okay. So I've been holding off on finishing it. So now that I know that it's not our show for next month, that's next on the list. I'm going to finish Tunic.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I played up through the first big boss on our stream.
0: Mm-hmm
1: loved every second of it. Yeah, i into it. I love that game. tunic is so fun. It is basically everything I wanted it to be and coming off of death store, it's like another game in that like Zelda lineage of like these top down action games with a dodge roll and a sword and puzzles. Yeah. Um it's like the next game in that that sort of lineage. If you've played death door you will love tunic. If you've played Link to the Past, you will love Tunic. If you like Souls games even, you'll love Tunic. Um, I've only played the first three hours, so I don't have complete thoughts, but I love the um, finding pages of the uh, of the instruction booklet mechanic. I think it's awesome. It's a great way to teach you without like completely holding your hand, because you could very easily ignore it, right? You could very easily think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how it teaches you in that way, but it's not like It's a way to do a tutorial without doing a tutorial, you know? Like, it's very cool. I really, really like it. Um, We've been very into it. I've been holding off because I thought we might do it for the show, but we decided to go with something else. So I'm going to devour that game, like, this week, probably. Yeah. Um, Also, on my birthday stream, I tried out Kirby and the Forgotten Land, um, the new Kirby game that just came out. It's solid. It is definitely... If you like Kirby games, it is, I think, better than Star Allies was. Star Allies kind of lost me. I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, This is sort of a new take on Kirby. They decided to go more like a a 3D. I would almost compare it to like they decided to take it in like a more 3D Mario direction. It's not quite that exploration heavy, but it does have the same kind of like exploration ideas of like you can go off the beaten path in these little worlds. Uh Uh-huh. It's not open world. We initially thought it might be an open world game. It's not. Um, it's more like open area, open environment. There's stuff to explore within each little zone, but it is still pretty. You know, it's it's still a guided tour, right? Right. Um, so it's enjoyable. I'll probably finish it up. It, it's only like an eight hour game, so I'll probably finish that up soon. Uh, I got I got through like there's seven worlds, and I think I finished world three so i'm about halfway through it
0: okay that's not too bad then yeah that's doable
1: yeah super doable super fun uh also co-op i haven't gotten to play the co-op yet but if you want to play it with a buddy uh you totally can you can play as that dripless freak bandana waddle d that gets no powers and is whack as fuck um
0: but it is only local co-op correct we should yeah if you did not already
1: i mean it's a nintendo game you should assume (laughs) um to be to be completely honest The last game I played this month, and this is the one I think I'm the most surprised that sucked me in. I got sucked back into For Honor heavy this
0: month. Yeah, you really did. I feel like that kind of came out of nowhere.
1: It really did, dude. Like, honestly, I'll tell you what happened. I was looking for uh, stories for Game Pass News on TikTok and Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, which I do every single day, Monday to Friday. I was looking for stories, and I stumbled across this story that they were adding crossplay. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I played For Honor, like, right when it came out uh, and played it for, like, maybe a month and then dropped it and never really touched it again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then when they announced crossplay for it, I was like, oh, that's super cool that, like, the populations are going to come together because, like, most of the player base had transitioned to PC at this point because for a long time it was the only version that's 60 FPS. Now, of course, with the new consoles out, Every version of the game is 60 FPS, right? um So uh, you know they they've brought the player base together, and it's it's so cool. Uh, I've really been enjoying that game. What the reason you play For Honor is for the fashion? Like it is basically cool soldier dress up the game, but there's also a fighting game in there. <laughs> To be completely honest with you, like, and it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why it hooked me, but it totally hooked me. I finished the event pass yesterday and that's 30 levels. So, yeah. like, I've been on the grind, dude. Like, I've yeah. 100%. I got my Shugoki up to reputation five. So, how the, how the reputation system works is, uh, you gain levels on each individual hero. And once you get 20 levels, you earn a rep. Okay. Um, and it just keeps going up to, I forget what the max rep is. I think it's Matt. I think it's 80, I think is the max. Um, So I got to rep five on my main Shugoki. So that's what a <laughs> hundred levels. Jesus, dude. And I, and I hadn't played Shugoki back in, back in the day, whenever I played it. Um, So yeah, I got, I got real heavy into for honor and, and if you want to come play for honor with me, it's crossplay now. I will say the crossplay is not fully implemented yet because you can't go cross party with uh, other platforms yet.
0: Okay, is that coming though?
1: Yes, it's okay. coming at some point.
0: Okay, That's um, good at least
1: it's on the roadmap. They've said they're going to plan. They're planning on implementing it later this year. Um, basically, the conversation that they had because they did like a whole live stream about it was basically like hey, this part of the crossplay is done, and the other part of making cross-party features a thing doesn't really affect that. It's like a whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. So why not just put out the part that's done and increase the player base for everybody?
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So they were like, we're releasing this part of it, we'll release the other part later, basically. Yeah. Um, because it, 100%, it has made queuing in so much easier. Because I do remember trying the game again in like, Maybe 2019, and I remember queue times on Xbox were long. They were mad long because the game had kind of fallen off, uh, and most people were playing on PC at that point. So knowing that queue times are wait like queue times are still a little long. They're, they're maybe like a minute, mm-hmm. but depending on when you play, they're super fast at night, obviously. But I mostly get to play in the morning, and right. so I maybe have to wait like a minute. Um, but that's not bad at all. There's, there's still plenty of people playing the game. Somehow this game has soldiered on through the years. Like I 100% thought this game was going to die within a year, but credit to Ubisoft, man, they seem to be like, it's weird that they're chasing the like free to play, like games as a service model so hard with all of their new releases, Mm -hmm. because between rainbow six siege and for honor, they kind of got it on lock already. Like those games have persisted for way longer than anybody ever gave them credit for. Like, I don't think anybody thought those games were living past a year. And here we are. What for honor just entered year five and it's still going and it's still fun.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I kind of forgot this game existed until you told me the crossplay was happening. Yeah. Like I just, I, I just forgot about it. I was like, it just left my brain forever, you know what I mean? So right. I, I definitely did not when this game came out and and wasn't like immediately a huge, huge hit, I was like, ooh, that one's not gonna last, is it? That's gonna be a rough one. And here we are the the, the community's still there, man.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the thing, like, you see, like, it feels like For Honor has this reputation of having this really negative community, but, you know, it's just like any community, the, the you know, I, I look at the Halo community all the time, especially now that I'm covering Xbox more regularly, and it's just like, oh, the the loud ones are the ones that hate everything, right? Yeah. And For Honor kind of has the same problem of the loud ones are the ones that hate everything, but most people are really cool and really yeah. nice yeah. Like, um,
0: oh God! You don't even fucking get me started on the Halo community right now.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's. I don't even want to broach that subject.
0: Oh, it makes me so angry.
1: Yeah, I know. But yeah. So for honor, if you've been troubled by the reputation, don't worry. Most people are pretty nice. The worst anybody is ever going to do is emo spam, emote spam on top of your dead body, and frankly, that's funny. So
0: yeah, and like I feel like at that point, like if I'm upset about it, like I don't know, I'll just check Twitter till I respawn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right like,
0: exactly okay, like whatever cool, dude. thanks
1: thanks thanks appreciate it uh and, and what helps with that on the console versions on pc people can get a bit more toxic because they can actually type in chat right but uh, the uh the worst that somebody can do in chat on on the console versions and right now through crossplay because they haven't implemented cross chat yet um is uh people will spam wow <laughs> in the chat <laughs> uh and that's somebody being toxic so i i can handle that that's okay yeah. um yeah but the game is really fun uh check out my twitter at fishhook fvc if you want to see my four honor fashion upgrade
0: <laughs>
1: also there's a subreddit r4 fashion and if you want to just see some cool looking swordmen, <laughs> go check that out I, I i've really i've fallen heavy for this game again man i think i'm just gonna keep playing it regularly for a while and this is on game pass too so if you don't want to pay money for it even though the game goes on sale for like three dollars all the time now
0: yeah i think i have it on like everything because it was like at one point they did some like free to play weekends but it was like free to keep as if you download it over this weekend you keep it forever uh right i think i have it on multiple consoles just from that alone right
1: yeah it's worth it the only thing that does suck is that your progression doesn't carry over from platform to platform
0: Mm, yeah that is a
1: bummer Uh, that sucks because i i immediately was like oh i'm going to now that my pc is fixed oh i'm going to install this on pc that's where most of the player base is but like nah i lose all my progression and i would rather just keep my progression on xbox so
0: it'd be nice if they they implemented some way to do that since they're having crossplay and stuff now
1: yeah i i wonder if that's going to be on the docket in the future but they haven't announced anything that they're they're adding cross progression so hopefully maybe it hopefully be. it's something they do at some point it would be nice
0: yeah that would be cool uh, especially something like uh Like the way Bungie did it with Destiny and stuff would be really cool.
1: Yeah, it would it would be really nice. All right, man. That's really alls I've been playing. Um, and let's let's get this show on the road. Let's wrap up. I gotta go. I gotta leave for work in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get this thing on the road. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your time, effort, and attention. Uh, if you wanna follow the show, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at SparkPass, on Instagram at SparkPass, on TikTok at SparkPass. I will say the TikTok has really been taking off. I've really been happy with with folks coming and hanging out with us on tiktok uh been getting a really a lot of cool followers and and interesting questions in the comments uh it's been really fun to like hang out with y'all on on tiktok i did not expect to enjoy this app at all and i'm really enjoying it
0: good
1: um and uh there's also the spark pass section in the mpi creates discord you can get that link on your twitter right which is mpi creates Mm -hmm. you can get the link for that there um, there's a bunch of other ways to come check us out. Uh, the streams on Twitch every single Sunday. Um, and those are at eight Eastern, seven central, uh, every Sunday, uh, which you're going to be on the wheel for that one for this, this week after the show comes out. So come hang out with Spencer this week.
0: You know, I was thinking about that. Will I be? Cause this comes out on Monday after Sunday. Am I doing two weeks in a row? I can. That's fine. I just didn't know. Oh yeah, that's
1: true. I don't know, man. We'll <laughs> figure it out. What,
0: I'll tell you what, let me do two weeks. Uh, because the week after that, I have a, uh, the, the, like three weeks from now, like towards the end of April, I have a work event on a Sunday, um, that shouldn't overlap stream time, but I will be at my PC some of the day and I'm going to want to not be at my PC all fucking day and night on Sunday. So totally fair. I'm I'm super down to do that. We'll, we'll do that. We're going to play, uh, we're going to play the good life for at least one weekend, maybe two if, if I like it enough.
1: Right on. Cool. So come hang out with Spencer on those. And last but not least, the game we're playing next month. Uh, We debated doing Tunic. I think we decided against it just because it is sort of so similar to Death's Door, which we just did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like I'd have a lot of the same things to say, which is it fucking kicks ass and it's a lot like Zelda. Um, So we decided against that. And we went back to the Game Pass library from last year. And a game that we missed... That a lot of people were talking about, and it seemed like it went pretty well, was the ascent. So it was a game we missed last year uh, because we were busy covering Psychonauts because uh, mm-hmm. it came out around the same time, and we decided to come back to it. So that's the game we're going to be playing for next month.
0: Yeah, I've I had some friends that like got heavy into this game whenever it came out, uh, and they were super hyped about it. So I am I'm looking forward to to giving it a go because they usually have uh, some pretty solid taste in games.
1: Right on. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. This was one that I, like, I tried it for, like, ten minutes, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I got to get back to Psychonauts 2 now, right? So
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm very, I'm excited to check it out. That's going to be our game for next month. So if you want to play along with us and you want to leave your thoughts, um, all of the social media that we talked about earlier, plus um, you can email us, sparkpass at gmail.com if you want to leave a long-form comment. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, And we're going to be back next month with The Ascent. So come see us on Sunday streams and come see us then.